we move over to the National Football League. And let's start right now with the Saints taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Do you say Falcon or do you say Falcon really quickly? Falcon. Thank God. I say Falcon. You say potato. I say potato. Well, then why, why is it thank why? God? I don't, you, I don't you even know. All, I don't even know. My brain's mush. COVID protocol. Falcon. 15 games God. to get to. 14. I say Falcon. All right. The Saints. Who says Falcon, by the way? No one. I don't know. No one's ever said Falcon. <laughs> Jaguar or Jaguar? Jaguar. All right. What about you? Jag- Do you know? Jacksonville Jaguars, I say. Yes, me too. Okay, good. We're on the same page there. All right, good. Me, you, and Bart Winkler. Hell yeah. Uh, Saints, they opened up as only three-point favorites. The market has been hit. Even though Atlanta looked pretty, their first-team offense moved the football in the preseason. Mariota actually looked pretty good, and so did Desmond Ritter. Uh, I bet the Saints minus three. I wouldn't bet the Saints minus five and a half, but I would use them as a teaser piece, a parlay piece maybe on the money line, minus 225. Totals 43. You know my thoughts on the Saints and Jameis. They were 5-2 and two before we got hurt last year. 14 touchdowns to just three picks. I'm taking the Saints in this game. You wouldn't take it 5.5, though, plus 5.5. Nah, I wouldn't. I might even actually take Atlanta if we get a 6.5. That's, that's where I'm at as well. My initial thought is that I like what the Saints are doing. But with Dennis Allen, he's not like a world beater in terms of against the spread. Defensive-minded dude. Defensive-minded dude. You've got a bunch of new weapons. Not only do you have a rookie in Chris Olave, not only do you have Michael Thomas coming back from injury, people probably forget that Jameis Winston's never played one single game with Michael Thomas. He's been out for two years now. On top of that, you have a brand new offensive weapon in Jarvis Landry, who's not exactly the most easy to get the ball to, if you ask Baker Mayfield. like yeah. he's, It's not like you just plug and play these guys in and it's going to be okay. How is Alvin Kamara going to look? I think probably fine. Is this offensive line going to be really, really good? Not so sure. How does Jameis look? Well, we haven't seen him really because he's coming back from an injury himself. All of that to me is shaky. Defensively, they're going to be awesome. They always are. Even though they've lost a couple of pieces in the the offseason, I still think they're going to be really, really good. I don't think they're going to be a top three defense like they were last year, but I think they'll be a top 10 defense. Um, What does that mean for Atlanta? I think Atlanta is, is maybe a little bit better than people think. Not like a world beater, but against the divisional rival at home in week one. And it's not like they say. I think PJ said this earlier this week, and I'm going to steal it from him. It's not who you play. It's when you play them. And so week one, when you've got a brand new coach going up against Arthur Smith, and maybe he's good, maybe he's not good as a head coach, but we know he's a hell of a play caller. Yeah. We know he's a hell of an offensive mind. And you've got Marcus Mariota there and, and a whole host of, of weapons that were successful last year. Cordell Patterson. A decent defense, not an amazing defense, but I think that they could be able to keep it close. So I would probably take, you talk about a teaser, I would probably take Atlanta in a teaser uh, and boost that up to like 11 and a half. Okay. You, you, you want to go Atlanta? I, I've I heard a lot Atlanta. of people that I really, really like and respect, and a lot of people I've been texting back and forth with love Atlanta. Some, some make that their favorite pick this week. Some people are going to hold off because it's probably only going to go up. I mean, I'd be the, fine public, the public's not going to run out and bet Atlanta. I don't think so. I think that's mostly like a play on the numbers, a play on the divisional rivalry, a play on the home field advantage. Yeah. And listen, Atlanta always plays plays the Saints tough. Yeah. They're a team that plays spoiler a lot. So that's the only thing I would do. I might even lean the under, though. And I, I don't, don't have, I'm not, I mean, I always joke about the trends. I'm not like the biggest trends guy, but if you look at trends. like, if you look at Jameis as like, a, in like in this range, like a four to five and a half point favorite in his career. Uh, not very good as a starting quarterback, covering the number yeah. ATS. So um, I don't love the Saints at that number. All right, moving on. We got the 49ers taking on the Bears. I've given this out. I do like the 49ers 
as a teaser piece. It's a six and a half point spread. Actually, kind of like the Bears if it's a seven point spread, even though they're going to be, um, let's be honest, they're probably going to be trashed this season. Their win total is what, four and a half, or five and a half right now. The thing about this game, so um, I would like the value. It would be a numbers play getting the Bears at home at Soldier Field more than a touchdown dogs. I'm just not running out to bet it because what's our concern about the Bears? Are there skill position players other than Mooney? We don't really know. Like EQ St. Brown's a starting yeah. wide receiver for this team. And then they have a rookie tackle going against Nick Bosa. So yeah. I'm not running out to bet the Bears, but I love the 49ers teasing them down to just a pick with the Minnesota Vikings plus eight and a half. My lean would be the Niner, uh, would be the Bears, though, if you get a seven or a seven and a half, as bad as they're going to be, just because. Uh, come on, it's the NFL. A lot of parody. Yeah, and the total's 40 and a half. Uh, that line has moved quite a bit. That move has moved from 41 and a half or 42 down to 40 and a half. So I don't like it. I don't like the total anymore. Uh, you're not able to get, uh, it doesn't look like you can get team total scores. No, you can. Here it is. How many points will the Chicago Bears score? The full game over uh, total is 15 and a half. Mm, I would stay away, actually. I would stay away from that, too. Fields looked really good in that last preseason game. I think he was, what, 14 of 18? Yeah, I think that there is no play that I love uh, for me. And again, I really don't know what to make of Trey Lance against any real competition Competition of note. This feels like a game where you sit back and you watch it and you see what both teams are. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the next one, kind of the same situation for me or the same like sim- a similar feeling because I've heard a lot of people – that really like the Steelers this week, plus six and a half, taking on the Bengals. And if I could get a seven, seven and a half, which isn't available right now, I might actually bet Pittsburgh. I don't really, I don't think the regression monster is going to be huge for Cincinnati. I know it's a tough schedule, but I love Joe Burrow. And the dude, all he does is win, man. Like nobody thought, their, their win total was what, five and a half, six and a half last year. They yeah. end up losing in the Super Bowl. All the skill position player guys are back. Maybe their defense is a little Except overrated and overpaid. But, man, I, uh, I I still like the Bengals, but I might bet Pittsburgh if we get the seven. Yeah. I, I mean, don't want to buy it, though. This is one of those, yeah, this is one of those spots where you know that it's Mike Tomlin. And I've gone back and forth pretty much all week on this because yeah. from a football perspective, like if you're just looking at this is a random weekend in December, not week one. You have, haven't had an entire offseason to game plan for this, for this game. I think especially Bengals at home, I think Bengals roll. Right. They've had time to figure out who they are. They've had time to make sure that everything's meshing with the new guys on the offensive line, all those things. And then you don't have Mike Tomlin, who's literally been thinking about beating their divisional rival that absolutely embarrassed them two times last year. I think Mike Tomlin's going to be hyper motivated in this game. But from a football perspective, Cincinnati should absolutely stomp the yard at home. Yeah. But I just don't trust the number. The more I think about it, the more I listen to other people who I respect. The more I think to myself, like there was a lo- there were a lot of games that Pittsburgh looked dead for the first three and a half quarters, and Big Ben came alive in the fourth quarter and ended up covering those games. Yeah. Now, what would you do with a more mobile, a little more accurate quarterback in Mitch Trubisky? Like I have no idea what to expect. And you look Trubisky. I mean, Trubisky last year in the preseason with Buffalo with a real play caller looked damn good. And then that final preseason game, I mean, it wasn't just Trubisky making plays with his legs. He was pushing the ball down the field. We're probably not going to see Pickett. And that would be a numbers play, the plus seven. Yep. I would love a seven and a half. Probably not going to be the case. I bet it closes at seven because Mike Tomlin is just well-respected. And I don't think there's a huge drop-off at the quarterback position. I actually think they upgrade with Trubisky Absolutely. over, over uh, the corpse thousand, of Big Bat. Thousand percent. Uh, the next game on tap, we got the uh, – and here's one, man – Eagles, Lions, Lions getting a lot of love. They were the hard knocks team. Four and a half point dogs. Detroit is at home. 
how many one-score games did they lose last year? The total's 48 and a half. I have nothing in this game. The Eagles are minus 225 on the money line. A lot of people I know like Detroit. I'm going to be fading Detroit a lot this season. I'm not buying into the... I, I, I like Dan Campbell. He's a nice enough guy. Um, Jared Goff's the starting quarterback. I do... This total went from... What happened? I know Louisville scored, and then they gave up a touchdown, and we had a hold call, so... Luckily, uh, it's 17-14 Louisville. We're, we're clinging on. I'm just clinging trying, to, on I'm trying not to life. jinx it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, if, if this total goes up anymore, I'm betting the under. I hear a lot of people that like the over in I this like game. I like the under a lot, actually, even at the number really? 48 and Okay, a half. good, because yeah. I may play this, actually. I may head over to BetMGM when we get off, because the Eagles are going to be really good at, uh, up front, both sides of the ball. Defensive line, offensive line, maybe the best in all of football right behind the Browns. They're going to look to run the football, though, with a little mix of, you know, some passing for Jalen. They didn't bring in A.J. Brown just to have him as a blocking wide receiver. No. But they're going to look to run the ball. I don't love Jared Goff at all. He can't push the ball down the field. I do like Swift, and I do like Jamal Williams a lot. I think the Lions are going to look to run the ball. I'm going to go under 48 and a half. I believe this opened up at 44 and a half, 45, and it continues to go up. Uh, and I get why a lot of people in love with the Eagles offensively this year. I'm going to go under in this game, though. Sirianni proved last year, especially the second half of the season, they're going to run the ball. Yeah, and here's another thing that kind of puts me into the under mode is you have multiple players on the Detroit Lions offensive line with Frank Ragno and Tommy Kramer, both missing practice. Uh, they may or may not play. Even if they do play, they're going to be significantly hampered. And now you've got Fletcher Cox. Now you've got the guys coming off of their Georgia uh, National Championship game yeah. that they just drafted. Uh, you've got just a ton of big bodies on that D-line that are going to stuff, uh, I almost called him Matt Stafford, Jared Goff. And I don't think necessarily they're going to be able to just successfully run the ball like however they want. And I don't think Jared Goff's going to have too much time to throw, even you know, you talk about like even in third and fourth quarters when he throws the ball a lot, they go no huddle, they yeah. go like, you know, r- real quick, quick, quick style offense. I just don't necessarily think that's going to be the case for them. I laughed. I smiled there because you could actually probably mix up Jared Goff and that version of Matthew Stafford <laughs> yeah. we got last night that cost me a bunch of units. Uh, Dolphins at home taking on the Patriots. They oh, won and covered all three. So here's one I bet. And gave out early. I bet it at two and a half. It's three and a half, and I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't bet it at three and a half. This is going to be, I guarantee you, this is going to be a 24 21 Dolphins win. I could just see it. I don't like the three and a half. If it goes back down to three, at least you'd get the, you know what? I'd want two and a half with Miami at home. I, I'm high on Miami. Over eight and a half wins is a bet you could still play. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I talked about this uh, earlier this week with you, which is everything that you see from the Patriots gives you big time pause. You've got, New schemes on the offensive line, ones that are difficult to pick up. And not just me saying that, the offensive linemen seem confused. And that's confusing Mac Jones. And what that's doing is really sputtering the offense in what was, you know, a seemingly smooth rookie season for him. I don't think they're going to be able to just run the ball easily with Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson if they don't know what assignments they're in. And you've got now a defensive Miami team that they have still some a lot of those same dudes that had a very very good defensive team yeah. even without uh Brian Flores there even now and then you add a dynamic Mike McDaniel who's only going to help Tua become the best player that he can be like this team should absolutely do great things especially against the Patriots at home week 1 so but it is Bill Belichick against a first-time head coach. I know, and that's what scares me a little bit. I like the two and a half. Don't love the three and a half. And I'm probably going to be targeting some Dolphin player props. Like Same. once we get into the season, like Chase Jaylen Edmonds, Jalen Waddle, Jalen Waddle especially. But he's been dinged up at practice. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, so we'll wait. Uh, I, I don't think I could do the three and a half, but I do like the Dolphins. And if you want to throw a parlay, minus 185 yeah. was my uh, original one. Final game, we got this segment. We got plenty more to get to before we get out of here. But Ravens, Jets. Am I crazy for if I get a seven, seven and a half, I'm betting New York, even though you know I love Baltimore. I bet them to win the division. I went over on their win total. Lamar didn't get paid today. So Lamar, who's his own agent, is going to go into the season cutting off all talks with Baltimore. It's going to be a contract year for him. He's going to ball the hell it's out. It's another numbers play. It's just, but this was five and a half, right, is where it opened up. I don't think Zach Wilson is worth one and a half, two points. I'm going to say it right now. I think Thunder Joe is the better option at quarterback. I think Zach Wilson's going to be a bust, and this is coming from a guy that played him to win rookie of the year last My year. My play is quite simply Ravens money line and under 43 and a half. That's plus 140. Really? Yeah. I also like, let me make sure. Let me see exactly what that is. No, yeah, that is. Yeah, plus 140. And then on top of that, I really like uh, Flacco to yeah. have a my uh, interception, minus 140 for him. So little plus money, little minus money. That's what I like. Revenge game. Revenge game. No Dwayne Brown for the Jets, by the way. Dwayne Brown, left tackle, who's replacing Makai Becton. He's not going to play now either. So it's going to be dicey, very dicey for the Jets. Don't like the side at all. Do like the under. Do like the Ravens to win the game outright. Do not see a scenario where they get upset. And Joe Flacco will do Joe Flacco things. We'll see about all that. Big, big, big game for Joe. After they signed him, after we did the is uh, Joe Flacco elite thing, and he signed his big deal, they put in his contract that he could no longer ride his skateboard. Did you know that when he was in I, Baltimore? I did not know that. I didn't even know he skateboarded. He's a big skateboarder. All Words. right, let's get to all of these games. I got plays in all of them. I already gave out Jags plus four against the Commanders. It's down to two and a half. And I got to be honest, I still uh, kind of like the Jags. I think the Jags might win this game outright. Uh, Logan Thomas has been ruled out for the Washington football team Commanders. Um, Carson Wentz is not a very accurate quarterback. I know that people are buying into him here around D.C., and obviously Chase Young's not currently available. The defense last year, way overhyped. And so I like the Jags to improve this year. I don't know that they're winning seven, eight games, but I do like Trevor Lawrence to have a bounce back sophomore season with Doug Peterson. You saw what he did with his, you know, when he had uh, Carson Wentz there. He obviously won a Super Bowl, got pushed out of Philadelphia for no reason, even though I do like Nick Sirianni. Love the Jags in this spot. They'll be much improved this year. I don't know that they're a playoff team, but nothing could be as bad as the Urban Meyer experiment, although he was great back in uh, his role at Fox last week. Yeah, I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of what's going on uh, with the Commanders, just in terms of their offense. I don't trust Patrick. Uh, Patrick Carson Wentz. Uh, I don't know why I called him Patrick, but he's certainly nothing close to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, the offense is sort of suspect. They're not sure who's going to be the lead back there. Antonio Gibson continues to be a fumble machine. I like J.D. McKissick, but he doesn't get enough receptions or targets. Um, I, I don't really trust this defense for the Commanders either. They were supposed to be this powerhouse, like you said. Chase Young's not even going to play. Apparently, he hurt himself doing something random. I don't know what's going on with them. Uh, they got all these Alabama guys, and none of them have seemed to like work out. Montez Sweat is okay. Jonathan Allen, okay. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it all comes down to Riverboat Ron. Do I trust him? No. I do trust Doug Peterson, though, especially with young, developing quarterbacks. We saw what he did with Nick Foles, who is like very... Like, very average. He's a very average quarterback, and he made him look, well, didn't look like it. He was. Got a, super, a statue. Got a statue. He was him a Super Rocky. Bowl winner. Yeah, they balled out against the Patriots. I saw it with my own two eyes, live and in person. I'd probably take the Jags in this spot as dogs. I would actually take them on the money line to win outright. Love the Jags. Love having the four. Fine with the two and a half. Gave that out a long time ago. Browns, Panthers, 1 p.m. kickoff, Eastern time. The Browns, it's the revenge game. Another revenge game this week. 
And it's for Baker Mayfield, who's now the starting quarterback of the Panthers. So um, conflicted with this game. I got this is my favorite prop of the week. Prop. David Njoku over 34 and a half receiving yards. So whale play for Ryan. It's a multi-unit whale play. This is a pretty big one for me. So Jacoby Brissett, look at the numbers. He loves targeting tight ends. Um I kind of lean the Panthers actually in this game. I think Baker might ball out. I hate saying that. His passing yards, I just saw it, 215 and a half. But uh Njoku's my only official play. Over 34 and a half yards. They paid him. Um, he's in great shape. He had a great year last year and he's so damn athletic that he could catch a, cre- a little tight end screen pass and take it for 20 yards. I love Najoku over 34 and a half yards receiving. I think he'll hit that by half and it's only minus 115 to the over. That's my play in that game. Oh man. I'm trying to see if they touch the base. Sorry. We're looking at this Yankees, uh, Yankees game at the same time to see if he got tagged out. Bethancourt, I think grabbed Peraza, but you I'm not him. sure nobody gets him on the back before his foot hits. Or his hand hits. So there's a lot happening right now. Uh, in terms of the the Browns, it feels like their defense, their offense, defensive line, offensive line, pretty much the most dominant thing about them, right? Outside of Jacoby Brissett, who I think is like a very serviceable quarterback. Not a good quarterback, but serviceable. This is kind of like a, how would I put this? Like a battle of the mediocre where there's like good running game, right? If McCaffrey's healthy, they're yeah. going to use him not only out of the backfield, but in the slot as well. He's going to be a good check down target for Baker Mayfield. I think Baker Mayfield, you've had multiple people, not only on the Carolina Panthers staff, you know, but also people who cover the team saying that he looks really good. He looks like he's hungry. And um, when he was healthy, he was a Pro Bowl quarterback. So like, if this defense uh, can hold up and this offensive line can give him any protection, I think you know Carolina will be able to move the ball effectively. I don't know what, what's going on with the Browns, though. It feels like they can be able to run the ball as well. Yeah. And that, I mean, they got a great offensive line. Chubb, yeah. Kareem Hunt, who's looking to get paid. So that's why. Top I- three offensive line, I think, in the NFL. So I really don't know what to make of this game. This feels like a game that could go under. I don't see there being a ton of points being put up uh, just because of just the way that these two teams are constructed, the way that the, the play callers call a game. I would probably just stay away and watch, uh, lean the under, but no official play for me here. Yeah, I was thinking maybe the first half under, too, because yeah. obviously both teams going to look to run the football. Jacoby Brissett, a game manager. Uh, that's why I love Njoku so much, though. There's a lot of checkdowns in this game, I think, Tons. are going to happen. Tons. And then the Panthers are going to look to run the ball, we already know, uh, especially if Christian McCaffrey, who's already dinged up at practice, but he'll be playing. He'll be fully healthy. I think Chuba Hubbard will get a little bit of play, too, kind of like in that Zach Moss role. The reason I can't see, the reason I wouldn't recommend betting the Panthers right now is because you could have had the Panthers plus four. There's been a ton of overreaction, obviously, because Deshaun Watson's gone the first 11 games. But more than that, Brissett just didn't look very good in the preseason. Yeah. But I would rather have that four and a half rather than the Panthers favored. So for me, just Najoku over 34 and a half receiving yards. All right, moving on really quickly here. Colts, Texans. This is a numbers play for me. The Colts are going to be great this year. I got them winning the division. I went over on their win total. I think Matt Ryan will be fine. Offensive line will be back to what they were two years ago if they could stay healthy. Defensively, got to love Shaq Leonard. But, um... I took the Texans plus eight, and it's down why to is plus your peck, seven. Why is your peck moving so much? Your peck is moving a lot. Yeah. you're. Are you flexing? No. Yeah, you are. I haven't even been to the gym in two I'm weeks. watching your pecs move a lot. My, they're, just, they're moving. They're moving in your shirt. I don't know what's well, going on. I did just get this great shirt from BetMGM in it the mail good. today. Your, the King yeah, of Sportsbooks and Shirts. Book. So I don't know. Okay. Well, well, hopefully I'm not having a heart attack or dying. Yeah, I'm I don't watching. even feel my chest moving. Yeah, right it's now. just you're just it's just flexing. I just am noticing. That's all. Texans plus eight numbers play. They're going to backdoor cover this I game. Like that. Davis Mills season. I like that a lot. I also like the under. I think Indy's going to give the ball to Jonathan Taylor about a million times, probably 30, 35 times. I see a lot of long 
clock-eating drives. We know what Lovey Smith's about offensively, too, which is not a lot. I know that Brandon Cooks will get the ball, but I do see Damian Pier- a lot of Damian Pierce getting the ball as well. I like the over 11.5 rushing, uh, rushing attempts for Damian Pierce. That's minus 110. Houston was 30th in points last year. He, they hire Lovey Smith as a full-time head coach. He's not an offensive head coach. If this game breaks 35 points, I will be absolutely shocked. The number is 45 and a half. I'm not sure why. I think maybe they think Matt Ryan is going to do something, but I think it's just going to be a lot of running on both sides of, the, of both teams. Under 45 and a half is maybe one of my favorite plays. I like that too. Uh, hey, Marlon's man's at the game right now, right here. Hold on. He's right there. In there New he York, is. I see him. Phone. Why aren't you texting me back? I see you on your phone. You should write him that. I see you on your phone right now. He's at the Yankees game. Why is he at the Yankees game? Probably looking to fight Derek Jeter on Derek Jeter night because he took away his tickets. All right. uh, So I like the Texans plus eight. It's down to seven, whatever. And you like the under as well? I do like the under. All right, cool. I I do. I do. Lovey Smith was hired in Houston for a reason, right? Because he's lose games. Because he's 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 a good dude. And he's right? a good defensive coach. He's well, he well, I don't. He's I don't, an okay. I don't know that coach. he is anymore. Because like, does anybody actually want to run the Tampa two anymore? No. Has that not been figured out? Um, but uh, he's he's there because he'll win you like three four games. You'll be competitive, and then when they are ready to win, which is probably in like a decade, they could make their coaching change. Giants Titans, you already know. You already know what it is. I do know what time it Where is. The, Just are, tell where, it for where's the this people. Game, where's this game being played at? Tennessee. Daniel Jones. Tell look us. at the home road splits. Home road splits. Just look at them. I'm not going to continue to repeat myself. Yes, you are. He's a serviceable. He's yeah, a, you he's are. A, he's a Pro Bowl quarterback on the road. No. Problem is, oh, I, problem is at home, he, begun, he becomes Scott Tolzien. But anyway, I don't care. Daniel Jones and the Giants are going to cover. They may even beat the Tennessee Titans. Under on the Titans win total. Um, Giants, baby. Can you tell Giants. me why outside of just that, though? You got to tell me how this actually happens. Coaching change. Daniel Jones has a actual real, real play caller. Like, look what he's dealt with. Yeah. You know? Who's putting up numbers with those schmucks? Ben McAdoo and... I don't... Yeah. You know, Jason Garrett and... I don't hate... Ben McAdoo's not bad. Um, We'll see if he's okay when he's Carolina's OC. Saquon's going to stay healthy. I like the skill position players. I like Kadarius Tony when he's healthy. Defensively, some concerns, and Big they did cut my guy Blake Martinez. But uh, yeah, I I like the Giants in this spot, and I don't think the Titans should be. Again, it was six and a half. It's yeah. down to five and a half. I don't love it as much. I just I don't think the Titans should be touchdown six point favorites over anybody right now. Yeah, I need to see it to believe it. If you look at the trends too, Road Dogs seem to cover the sp- spread a ton. Sixty percent of the time in Week One, Road Dogs cover. You can see this playing out a little bit. Uh, considering the fact that people think the Giants stink, and, and they do stink, maybe just not that much. Uh, in terms of the football perspective, listen, I don't know how the Giants are going to be able to stop Derrick Henry from running wild. The We're Giants just stack the box, baby. Stack it, Sell baby. Out. They gave Who the hell is going to – was Tannehill going to beat them? Do you watch that playoff game against no, Cincinnati? they were bad. <laughs> they gave up on average 130 yards per game on the ground, even with an O-line that's banged up for the Titans, not as good as they once were. I still think Derrick Henry creates holes for himself. I don't think you can stack the box on Derrick Henry. No Blake Martinez there. No Kayvon Thibodeau there. Also, how you get to Tennessee, they give up on average 245 yards of passing. So you have to beat them through the air, and that's what DJ's needing to do. I also have the over 20 and a half points for the Giants in my little parlay. Also, the trick, though, for him is going to be evading all that natural pressure that Tennessee gets on quarterbacks. Titans front gets the seventh most hurries in the, in the game in, in the NFL, the 10th most sacks, and only 25th 
in the NFL in blitz rate. So Danny's got to make some quick decisions. He's got to be able to use his legs. So I like the first half under 21 and a half. I like Derrick Henry over 98 and a half rushing yards. That probably will end up getting bet up. So you should bet it uh, right now. And I also like, uh, I also kind of lean the Giants plus six, but that is not an official play. I will not actually go. give my money. Oh, there. yeah. You should. Not though. an official you play. That's an easy winner. Kidding. It's not. There's no an such official thing. Play. Nothing's easy in life. It's hard. The jo- betting on the Giants, even when all the trends say so, it's tough. It's very, very tough for me to do. Oh. So I cannot do it. It is. Packers, Vikings, you know, show rule. And we will actually talk about that game. We're up against the breaks. Break. We'll hit, a get, we'll hit that. Packers-Vikings. Because we only have a few games next We got four anyway. more to go, and then I'm going to take a big Just 51 glass games. of water vodka. NFL, we're back to it. A couple more games to get to. Packers-Vikings already gave out the Vikings as a teaser leg. Tease them with the San Francisco 49ers. That's my favorite teaser of the week. It's one of my biggest bets. You know the rule, tease though. Tease of the week, tease of the week. I, I don't bet against the Packers, and my hope is that Minnesota gets ball first. They go down the field, they score 7-0, and I get, like, Packers plus 2, something like that. Because I'm, I'm going to bet Green Bay, as you know. I also uh, bet Green Bay really small to win the Super Bowl. Had to keep it going. How small? Had to keep it going. How small? Just a couple hundred bucks. Oh, so just a couple units. I saw enough from the Rams last night. To know that they to are that not the, the ones. It's like who who do I fear in the NFC other than the the fighting Jameses? You know, NFC. I, I'm not I think 49ers. 49ers are the best I do not, NFC I, I team know, well, outside I, of the Packers. I, yes, the, the the 49ers scare me more than anything on this planet. All they do is ruin my life. Them and the St. Louis Cardinals in baseball. I mean, the Niners yep. la, last year was the best Packers team I've seen in the last decade, and the Niners beat them without scoring a touchdown in that game. I got a bet in this game though that I I got a prop that I, I got love. a brand new water bottle. Oh yeah, you're welcome. By the way, thank you. For, uh, going, oh, well, not for, well, I Bet MGM gave me a water bottle, so Ryan filled it up about one third of the way, but it's okay. <laughs> hey, it's more than I get more it's water it's more than, than I do he for did most. For his okay, own kid. You know what I said that to Cam when you were headed up? I was like, just another honeydew thing for for Ryan today. Uh, All right, I've and just like a honeydew list that I've made for him. Yes, you I got- know. I've we had you running around. There's no reason for it, but I don't know why. I've just been thirsty tonight. AJ Dillon's rushing prop is 47 and a half. Over A.J. Dillon rushing yards. If he doesn't have 50 yards rushing by halftime, Matt LaFleur should be banished. I'm kidding. Love you. Uh, 47 and a half rushing yards for A.J. But here's what I like more. A.J. Dillon is going to be used a lot more as a pass catcher this year. Was used as a pass catcher last year. Over two and a half receptions, plus 140 for A.J. Dillon. I gave that out today. I love that prop. I'm all about A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon season. All season long. Over five and a half rushing touchdowns. Also still available over at the King of Sports. The only sports book. MGM. So, um, Vikings is a teaser. A.J. Dillon props. All of them. Two touchdowns plus 300, by the way. I actually like that still. So That's what I got for that one. Um, nothing in the actual full for you? game. Nothing in the actual full game, though, in terms of like where it is right now. I'll probably end up throwing like $1,200 on the Packers last minute because if they lose, I'm already going to be miserable all Sunday, all Monday. I love the Packers more than I love anything on this planet other than my wife and my son. I took, and uh, you, Mom, because you're watching tonight. I took the Vikings um, minus 105 for the first half. Uh, I think this will be a spot where maybe Green Bay comes out a, a little bit sluggish. You can actually take it plus a half as well, minus 120, which I don't like as nearly as much. Could be a tie, I guess. That's when you would get it, but I'd rather, I guess, have a push at minus 105. I don't really have a, a huge feel for this game, just in terms of, like, what's happening, because, listen, we know what's happening with the Packers. We've talked about it a bunch. They've got a bunch of random scrubs um, outside of Randall Cobb, and Randall Cobb's, like, a million 
I don't know if I can trust Alan Lazard. I don't know if I can trust Romeo Dobbs. I don't know what's happening. Lazard with, might not even play. Might not even play. What's happening with Robert Tunyon? I don't know. What's going on with Ooh, him? 13 and a half is his receiving yard prop, though. If he does play, I'm hammering That's that. an easy play. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Robert Tunyon is a, I wouldn't call him a necessarily like a security blanket for Aaron Rodgers because he doesn't need a security blanket. But I know that he likes Robert Tunyon when the time gets tough. I think that, you know, you've got a situation with uh, Kirk Cousins where he's going to cook, I think. Uh, his, wow, his passing yard prop, they think he's going to cook too. 274 and a half, that is absolutely crazy. Um, I mean, probably going to hit, but that's a large number. Quite larger than uh, than Aaron Rodgers, actually. Aaron Rodgers' number is 247. We're a running football team yeah, now. Yeah, you're a running football team now. Um, you might run the double wing, Gordy Gillespie style. I do think, though, in terms of rushing attempts, I like Dalvin Cook 16 and a half, minus 110, over. Um, there's no one else that's going to really be there. Alexander Madison's a fine, a fine player, but I think Dalvin Cook will be able to run the ball. I know they say that they're a passing team now and that Dalvin Cook's not going to be nearly as much of an emphasis. Uh, I'll, I'll wait and see. Yeah, I, I'm going to wait and see he's... that. I think he's still going to be heavily involved. In terms of receptions made, I do think, I do think Adam Thielen over four and a half uh, receptions is really in play. I think people are saying that he's older than maybe. I think they're overstating his age. I think they're overstating how washed he is. I think he still as a as a slot receiver, he's going to be pretty effective. Probably wouldn't touch anything else though. I do like AJ Dillon receptions as well. I gave that out today. Over two and a half is actually plus one forty. Yeah, I, I, that's an automatic play. That's yeah. an automatic play. I like that a lot. So Chiefs, that's it for me. Cardinals. What are you doing in Chiefs Cardinals? I bet the Chiefs, but I don't. I bet the Chiefs a long time ago, and where is that now? Uh, the Real Chiefs, long time ago, cow. you feel me? The Chiefs are six-point favorites yes. right now, and you have to lay minus 115. On the road, road favorites. What could go wrong? Total's 53 and a half, so yeah. I, I don't like the six at all. So here's what I did. Uh, I went ahead and just created my little uh, the win total parlay, mm-hmm. and I took the Chiefs just to win on the money line, and I took the over 45 and a half. I think there's going to be some points scored. I think that both defenses are shreddable. Yeah. I think uh, you're going to see Kyler try to do some things. I think, uh, obviously, the Chiefs are going to be able to score, I think, at will. Minus 105 is uh, for those two together. Chiefs and over 45 and a half. I wouldn't do anything else. I, I really don't know who I can trust in terms of, like, the Arizona Cardinals. I wouldn't even take Marquise Brown yardage because I don't know if he's going to be able to, like, hang on to the football when Kyler throws him the ball. I think he will have a big game. I just don't want to. I don't want to bet that. Yeah, I, again, and it's week one, so let's week wait one. and see let's how that, see how, how this that offense goes. Out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, here's I. I thought I had too many dogs, and I needed a favorite. I like the uh, Chargers. It's three and a half. Maybe, maybe, maybe the Raiders get, and the Raiders are getting a bunch of love already. Everybody loves them, obviously, with the addition of Devontae Adams. They get a little bit better defensively. I have some concerns about that secondary going against Justin Herbert. Uh, one thing though. That is probably something you're going to want to pay attention to before kickoff if you're holding off the bet on this game. Chargers minus 185 on the money line, by the way. J.C. Jackson, one of their big pickups, obviously one of the better corners in the league, is doubtful for this game, which is huge for the Chargers going against uh, all those skill position players, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and Darren Waller. So um, I'm holding off. I like the Chargers in this game, but like as far as giving that pick out, I'd maybe wait and see what the uh, status is of J.C. Jackson because you're going to want a healthy secondary going against Carr and all those weapons. Yeah, that's a that's a real nightmare scenario if you're a Chargers fan. Like he's a key piece of this defense. I'm trying to see here. I'm just looking here at um uh, at my man Austin Eckler. Yeah, I 
God, this Ooh, is a actually, tricky. I have not done anything in this game. That's just a good point. So I'm looking at just some some uh, props for them. And uh, Austin Eckler receptions made is four and a half. I'm a little sus on that, but his his rushing attempts is fourteen and a half. I think he's going to be involved, pretty heavily involved in this game. Uh, last time that they played, which is the last game of the season, he had sixteen attempts uh, for sixty four yards, a touchdown. Um, and he had five receptions. So I don't think this game plan is going to be a ton different. Um, I still really like the over 13 and a half, or 14 and a half rushing attempts. It's moved up a little bit. I think it was 13 and a half, which it opened up. But that's probably all that I would do there. I actually like those attempts, too. The other thing that I just thought about, Austin Eckler rushing receiving yards, 100 and a half yeah. uh, combined. He could have easily 60 receiving yards and 100 on the ground. So I actually like that prop. Uh, last game, Buccaneers-Cowboys. I don't have a play in this game. I kind of like Dallas, actually. I've just I, a lot of question marks with Tampa coming into the season, but I don't like betting against Tom Brady with a secondary. Sure. Like, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Diggs Come had on. a really good season, but it was either like Diggs was giving up a 50 yard reception or Diggs was going to have a pick six. He only, in coverage, on, though, know, he only gave up a couple touchdowns last there's year. There's no way Dallas wins this game. You said that to me last year, and they should have won the game if they could just have but a they, they had field goal kicker. Cooper, then. Yeah. They don't have Amari Cooper now. All they have is CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz. I wish I had. Oh, I wish all we had was CeeDee Lamb and Green Bay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I don't you, I don't have Aaron Rodgers. I'll trade you Aaron Rodgers. Hey, what's wrong with that? For CeeDee, he's not Aaron Rodgers. What about Tony Pollard? I that, Okay, we go right to what I like. I like Tony Pollard over two and a half receptions. That's plus money. He's been working as a receiver in the shadows. He's going to be not really in an A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones sort of role. I think he's though definitely going to be there. Like he should be in that. He role. should be in that. He role. should probably be the lead back. I, you know, Zeke was pretty good before the PCL injury. I, I like I like him a lot. Like I like him as a pass catcher, mm-hmm. really a ton. He's been working, like I said, as a receiver. They've been talking about that. I also lean Dalton Schultz over four and a half receptions. I think that Ceedee Lamb's going to be blanketed uh, by this Tampa Bay defense. Schultz is a security blanket, absolutely for for Dak Prescott. He even force feeds Dalton Schultz the ball. I yeah. don't know why Dalton Schultz sucks. He always fumbles. He's always dropping the ball, but somehow Dak gets in the ball like seven, eight times a game. Um, Jason Peters, huge pickup. Like him. He's old as dirt. Isn't even playing in this game. This Bucks defense is nasty. They're going to get to Dak Prescott in his too small of shoes, hurting his own ankles. The secondary was very sus. I th- I think the only reason that the Buccaneers are minus two and a half point favorites only is because that stupid thing with Tim and Giselle, Tom Brady and Giselle, eleven games, whatever. They're gonna get after the Buck, uh, the, the Cowboys. I love Tampa minus two and a half. I like Tampa Bay money line. Take Tampa Bay money line and the under or the over or whatever you like there to just try to balance it out. Dallas is not winning this game though. Not uh, not happening. 